0: Hallelujah! Release a praise to your Lord tonight. Let him know I don't hunger and thirst after material things. I don't hunger and thirst after what you can do for me, but just to be in your presence, my God. Oh, so that you can be lifted high, so that you can receive all the glory and honor for it belongs to you and you alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We exalt you, Lord. Thank you for the privilege of meeting you in such a personal way again today, my God. Oh, we are so grateful. We are so grateful, my God. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for tuning in for our midweek service. And it's evident that the presence of the Lord is already here. I'm sure the presence of the Lord has already filled your home or wherever you may find yourself. So get ready for what he might say to you today. Grab your Bibles, grab your notebook and get ready. Open your ears, open your heart for the message that he has, especially for you this evening. And so today what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be launching off of something that Pastor Mark actually said to us during his pastoral reflection this morning. He reminded us of the importance of walking by faith and not by sight. Because the reality is, brothers and sisters, that sometimes our vision, our eyes, cannot capture all that God is doing behind the scenes. And so he encouraged us not to allow our eyes to deceive us. And so along a similar thread today, I'll be sharing with you under the title, More Than Meets the Eye more than meets the eye and we'll be going through the verses in Acts chapter 5 verses 1 through 11 so begin to turn there in your Bibles because I believe that in this season in this point in our history brothers and sisters there's more than what we can see And it reminds me of uh, uh, last year, er, uh, at the end of last year, where the team was brainstorming potential applications for the 2020 theme, Look Again. And I remember as we were tossing around ideas, tossing around things that we can possibly uh, talk about related to the theme, the issue of optical illusions came up. And I don't know about you, but I've always loved optical illusions and how they use color, how they use light and patterns to create a perception in a reality that does not match the true image. And so as you look at at an optical illusion, they have an uncanny ability to trick your brain into seeing something that's not really there. And so if we can just pull up some of the examples that we have today. Here in the first one, you see kind of a, a two images there, right? It looks like the guy is looking at you, but it also looks like the guy is looking at the side, right? So it's tricking your brain into thinking that there's two images. Next image. In the next one, this is not a moving image. This is not a 3D image. It is a picture. But look at the depth, right, that our brain sees in the picture. When I saw this on my computer screen today, it actually looked like the image was moving, Next image. I love this one. This is something right in the real world that they did with paint. Truth be told, if I was walking down that corridor, I would actually trip on that. (laughs) True story, right? Because it looks like it dips there. But all it is is an illusion they, they created with paint. And what's amazing is that in nature, optical illusions also exist. And they help animals camouflage themselves from their prey. If we can turn to the next picture. If you look really quickly, there's nothing to see here except for a glove. But if you look closely, there's actually an owl perched on that person's glove. And so the, their, their feathers, uh, their body is, is colored in such a way that they blend in to their surroundings. Next one. If you look very quickly at this, there's nothing to see here but greenery. But on the left hand, uh, towards the bottom of the photo, you'll see that there's actually a frog camouflaged in there. And it's so amazing because oftentimes there is more than what we see on the surface. And so as we think about this season for us as a people, this season for us as a church, as we prepare to reopen, I believe that there was more in this season that met the eye. See, I believe in this season God didn't only keep us home to protect us from the COVID-19 virus, but I believe that this season was a reset for the body of Christ. I believe it was an opportunity to look again at what it really means to be the church, to embrace the reality that the church is not about brick and mortar, but it's about what's inside. And although we were locked up, brothers and sisters, we were like a caterpillar in a cocoon. See, this pause has allowed God to transform us and then to release us into a new season to do ministry in a more enhanced way many of you guys know what God said to us he spoke prophetically to us a few weeks back about this place being a light for the nation about this place being a rock upon which he was gonna build something unlike anything we've ever seen and so I believe this season of pause I believe this season of COVID-19 was really in preparation for us to fly to new heights unlike this church has ever seen before it's preparation for you to go to new heights for your family to go to new heights for you to go to new heights in your relationship with god oh but in order for us to do that brothers and sisters we cannot afford to be an optical illusion see when people enter these doors we have to live up to what we say we are And so integrity is going to be the bulb that will radiate the light of the gospel in this place, for this time, for God's glory and honor. And so that I believe today, God is going to stir our attention to look again at those things that may hinder the process. I don't know about you, I'm ready. You ready? So we're going to start today our journey in Acts chapter 5 with the story of Ananias and Sapphira. And I love it because it's the case of two people who were walking and talking optical illusions. Yes, they were. (laughs) And so if you have your Bibles ready, we're going to start reading in Acts 5, verse number 1. And the word of the Lord reads as such. But a man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property and with his wife's knowledge he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and only and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet but peter said ananias why has satan filled your heart to lie to the holy spirit and keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land while it remained unsold did it not remain your own And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. And verse numbers five tells us when Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came upon all who heard it. May the Lord add blessing to his word. Now we're familiar with this story. We know that just three hours later when his wife comes in, she also lies about the sales price. And she dies in the exact same spot that her husband had died before her. And if we think about it, this is an interesting story that sharply contrasts what was happening in the church at this time. See, in the first four chapters of the book of Acts, we see that the church is growing at an astronomical rate. There's thousands of people coming to the faith. The Holy Spirit is moving in powerful new ways. And so it's a wonderful picture of God's people coming together in one spirit and in one mind. And yet, this chapter starts with the word but. Now, when we see the word bud, it's, like uh, it's like hitting the brakes and doubling back, right? And so right away, we know that this story is going to have a, a dark cloud over it. And so we hone in on this couple, this couple that had been exposed to the workings of the Holy Spirit, this couple that had seen firsthand how people were giving up their possessions to serve the poor amongst them. And in Acts number four, in Acts chapter four, they had just seen a man named Barnabas sell a piece of land and bring the earnings to the apostles' feet for this purpose. Now, I can imagine that they also saw how people probably looked up to Barnabas for this extravagant act of generosity. And I'm sure Ananias and Sapphira probably wanted to get some props as well. And so they... Imitate what he did. They sell their property and they place the money at the apostles' feet. But instead of giving the entire amount like Barnabas had done, Ananias and Sapphira had kept some back for themselves. Oh, and not only did they keep it back, but when they were confronted about it, they lied. Oh, and this decision, brothers and sisters, wasn't a spur-of-the-moment decision. See, Ananias does this in collusion with his wife, so it was premeditated. Oh, we know that they must have talked it over beforehand. They must have planned what they were going to say to cover their tracks. And so many have taught about this story, have taught about this couple and talk about the danger of holding back from god's people but i want you to know that there's more than meets the eye see the most offensive part of this scene was not that the couple had kept back some money it wasn't even that they had lied to god's chosen that they had lied to peter when they were asked about it no the crime here was that they lied to god And as a result, brothers and sisters, they could not be a part of what God was building in the future. They could not be a part of the new community of believers that he was equipping and sending out. Because in the end, they were not true followers. They were optical illusions, camouflaging themselves to look like followers, And before we pass judgment on the early church, yes, I know the early church had issues like we have today, but we see these optical illusions take place in our time, dare I say it, even in the church. And there's three types of illusions that we see that I want to touch on very quickly. There's pretenders, there's politickers, and there's posers. We all know somebody that falls into one of these categories. A pretender professes beliefs and opinions that deep down inside, they really don't hold. They don't want to go against the grain of popular thought, and so they're camouflaging themselves to fit in with the crowd. Then you have politickers. Politickers do more than just profess beliefs. They align with power for personal advantage. Oh, these are people that have ulterior motives at work. And so they get really close to people of influence, people of authority, people of power. And then there's the Posers. Beyond just professing, beyond just aligning, posers act a certain way in order to impress others. They try to fit in to a profile that they aren't. Great evangelist D.L. Moody said, character is what you are in the dark. And so some of us have been playing our part well, we've been camouflaging, and we think that nobody will notice, but I want you to know today that God knows. And not only are you doing an injustice to the kingdom, oh, but when we pretend to be something that we're not, we end up lying to God himself. And so I want us to understand if we want to go where God has promised us, if we want to break through into the land of milk and honey, we cannot be optical illusions. We cannot. See, God is looking for authentic disciples with real commitment, with real integrity, who are willing to pour it all out for his glory and his honor. Oh, and so we, as we think about catapulting into our next season as a ministry, as you think about catapulting into the next season for your family, I want you to think about this. Are you going to be 100% with God or are you just going to play the part? Oh, I I don't know about you, I'm tired of faking it till I make it. I want to be 100% with God. I want him to use all of me. I don't want there to be any barriers. I don't want there to be anything that stops him. I don't want there to be anything that trips me up in the process. Oh, so if you're like me and you want to be all in for God in this season, then there's a few things that I want you to remember That we can learn from the story in Acts chapter 5. The first thing we need to remember is that God cannot be fooled. See, God allowed Peter... To uncover what Ananias and Sapphira had done. He wasn't there when they sold the property. He wasn't there when they uh, received the payment. He wasn't there when they were conspiring. And yet, God gave him the revelation to see what had been done in the dark. And I believe that God still does this today. He gives discernment to his servants to see beyond what's on the surface. Come on, you know it's true. How many times have you met with a member of the pastoral team and we were able to see things that you didn't tell us? How many times have we gone over to you and lay hands and God, through the uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, allows us to speak to exactly what you were struggling with? That's how God works. I tell my kids, it's my, my Spidey sense, my Peter tingle, like they say in the superhero movies. See, God has a unique way of shedding light on what's done even in the darkness. And God reveals it not to strike us dead as he did with Ananias and Sapphira, but to give us an opportunity to receive his grace. And so today, beloved, I believe he's given us the opportunity to come clean. He's given us the opportunity to start fresh. He's given us the opportunity to wipe the slate and write a beautiful new story with him. Oh, but we can't do that if we're pretending to be something we're not. And I find it so sad to hear that sometimes people on the outside of the church call us hypocrites because the truth is that sometimes our lives don't match up with the words that we proclaim. And so in this season, beloved, it's important for us to understand that God cannot build with warped wood. God cannot build with watered down concrete. God is not fooled. So we have to be real. We have to be the solid Christians we he's called us to be if we want him to use us. Oh, we can't be the people preaching about faith but be afraid to leave our homes. We can't be the people preaching about generosity and we walk by people in need. No, we can't talk about living lives of holiness and then we're up in the club every week. And No, God will not be fooled. Oh, we have to live up to the things that we say are important. Because although we may fool people, we never, ever, ever fool God. And as pastor told us this morning, his vision is always 2020. So we need to leave behind this notion that we've gotten over on God. No, he's got your number. The second thing we need to remember is we cannot hold back on what already belongs to God. See, God had been good to Ananias and Sapphira. They were significant people in their community. Ananias' name literally means one to whom Jehovah has been gracious. And Sapphira in Aramaic means beautiful. So God had blessed them. Oh, but when it came time to give back, they held back from the very things that God had blessed them with. And it's easy to say from afar, man, that's horrible. But the truth is that we do this. Oh, sometimes God has blessed us with the very jobs we have and yet we don't tithe. Sometimes God blesses us with a spouse and we end up worshiping them instead of worshiping God. Sometimes God blesses us with the homes we live in and then we fill them with items that offend him. Uh, Oh, I know I wouldn't get a lot of amens, but this is real talk amongst family, right? And so I believe that God is looking for a people, beloved, that can generously give from what he's given unto them. And so when we come back, we cannot withhold our time and our talent and our treasure because he's entrusted us with those things so we can give them back, so we can pour them back out. Oh, those things don't belong to us. They are on loan. So we have to pour them back out. And so the third thing that we need to remember, if we're going to be all in for God in this season, is that what we have today is no match for what's waiting for us tomorrow. Oh, the sad thing is that sin often blinds us so that we choose short-term gains in this life without thinking of the long-term loss in the next. It's like the popular game show, Who Wants to Make a Deal? Right? We're holding a briefcase worth millions. And the enemy is so sly, the enemy is so shrewd that he convinces us to trade it in for something that looks shinier, to trade it in for something that looks more attractive, but in the end is worthless. Yes, in this season, we're going to have to bring something into the house of the Lord. Yes, we're going to have to work hard. Yes, we're going to have to strive to live lives that are pleasing to the Lord. Yes, we're going to have to give sacrificially, but none of that can compare to what Jesus endured for us. None of that can compare to the reward of eternal life waiting for us. None of that can compare to having a deep and personal relationship with the creator of the universe none of that can compare to changing the lives of those around us so that heaven is full of those that we know and love my goodness there's not an even comparison there's not an even weight and so we need to remember what it says in second corinthians Verse chapter four, verse number eighteen, in the message translation, it says this: "There's far more here than meets the eye. The things that we see now are here today and gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever." Oh, brothers and sisters, don't give up your inheritance for a short-term gain. Let's not give up our position in the family of God to be accepted by someone today. Let's not compromise our integrity in order to gain favor with people in positions of power because one day their power will end. Let's not buckle in public. Because someone in a position of power wants our support. No, what you see has to be what you get. We cannot be optical illusions. We have to walk what we talk. We have to be a people of high integrity, sold out for God and His people. We cannot be pretenders. We cannot be politickers. We cannot be posers, but true disciples building for a God who wants to exceed our wildest dreams. And so I believe brothers and sisters that this season was not coincidental. This season was not accidental, that in this season there was more happening than meets the eye. See, I believe this is a building season, and so you and I have to be the solid Christians that God wants us to be. We have to live up to the legacy that was left for us as part of this community. We have to be people of faith. We have to be people of integrity. We have to be a people that live On God's Word we have to be a people that are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and a people that are willing to pour it all out in service of a God that has given everything unto them oh can I get an amen somebody I don't know about you but I'm excited about the next season and I don't want to get caught out there pretending to be somebody I'm not when I come back in I'm gonna give it all I'm going to lay it at the feet of the master and I'm going to invite him to do what he wants because I know he has great things planned for us. And so if that's you today, if you're ready to stop pretending, I want you to pray with me right now. Let's seal this in our heart today as God is looking for solid Christians that he can partner with to build in this season. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for the example that you gave for us today from your word, Lord. Oh, that you've challenged us to be a people that are not pretending, that are not posing, that are not politicking, Father, but that are truly and authentically about your business. That we're truly seeking you, that there's real commitment, that there's real determination to follow you and your ways. And so right now, my God, we say yes to your call. You've told us you want to build and we're saying yes. Lord you've told us you want to do great things so use us my God in this season oh Lord we know that this has been a difficult season for so many but like a like a caterpillar in the cocoon you've been working in us you've been purifying us you've been preparing us for the next season that you're gonna catapult us into as a ministry so right now father We declare that we are 100% in. We are all in, God. So that you may receive the glory and the honor. And so we declare this, Lord. We seal this word. We seal this commitment in our hearts. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and all the saints and amen and amen. God wants to do something incredible, will you partner with him in this season? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.